So, yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to just past history. I mean, people can say whatever they want on a resume, but it's ultimately what people have shipped in the past and what they've learned from that that is that's going to tell us that they're capable of doing it here at GitHub. Episode 97, April 2015. In this episode, Kobe Chapel, product designer at GitHub, talks about open design, remote work, and setting milestones. He also explains GitHub's thoughts and practices about interns, junior folks, and hiring new staff. This episode is sponsored by the Draplin Design Company and Fiat Notes. If people work remote so much, are people mostly responsible themselves for setting milestones, or how does GitHub assess progress in that regard? Yeah, that, that's another. That's a good question. I guess a lot of it comes down to individual teams being responsible for for, for what they for the goals they set. We mostly work in small teams at GitHub, so it'll be between two to four people, I guess, on most projects. And it's usually up to the, the people on that team to decide what's realistic you know, and, and where to draw the line between the first ship and follow-up work on a part of the product. So it's, it's usually the team itself that are holding themselves accountable for, for the work they set out to do. We don't tend to do a lot of milestones in, in terms of deadlines. We find that it's much more important that what we're building is ready to go than doing something on time. You know, a product, a, a web-based product, we're not under client deadlines to get to get work done. So it's much more important that what we're building is good enough to ship. And that, that's a really subjective thing too, because it's, it's really hard to know when something is, is ready to ship. But um, that's something that we try and empower each each team working on, on each different project to decide for themselves. There'll, there'll always be review and feedback from other people who, are, who aren't on the team, but ultimately you know, we try and aim for people being as, <clears throat> as autonomous as possible at GitHub and then for teams to be autonomous, as autonomous as possible. And that involves you know, trusting people to you know, set the goals that are realistic for what they're setting out to do. How do you test for this ability during the vetting process? I wouldn't say we test for it specifically. I would say that often a lot of the people who we end up hiring have a proven record of doing this as a byproduct of their work anyway. You know, a lot of the people that work at GitHub are people who we've seen do this either in, in open source environment, in, in their open source work, or in consulting work, or in freelance work, or in other ways they've been able to show that this is just something that they're able to do. And, and this isn't just design or development either. It, it's the, exactly the same if someone's uh, in, in operations or HR or the sales or business part of the organization. It's the, it's the, same, kind of, the same kind of responsibility and the same kind of mindset, I think, that we, we end up looking for, regardless of what, which area of the company. So, yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to just past history. I mean, people can say whatever they want on a resume, but it's ultimately what people have shipped in the past and what they've learned from that that is, that's going to tell us that they're capable of doing it here at GitHub. Consistency is, is definitely important. It's also knowing when to, to say no and when to, when to shut a project down and when something, you know, is just was a good thought but a bad idea and ha having the ability for someone to not take their project so seriously that they need to ship it at all costs. You know, if it turns out that something isn't a good idea to move forward on, then, you know, the best decision you can make is to, is to shut it down and, and work on something else that's more important. So that can, that, you know, that's a really important thing that we look for as well. And we, you know, we do that a lot at GitHub. We close a lot of pull requests. We unship features. That's something that we try and, and make a big part of how we, how we review what our product is and what it should be and what, it, what we want it to be. And I think that's important if you want, if you want to end up with a product that feels focused. 
you know, if you, if you want to focus product, I think it's really important to be able to make clear decisions about what to say no to as well. That's, as, that's a much bigger part of maintaining a focused product, I think, than working out what to build next. What is open design? Uh, good question. I, I don't know if there's a, a right or a wrong answer. I would, I guess, what comes to mind for me when you say open design is being as forthcoming as possible from the very outset of when you start tackling a problem. You know, at GitHub, we, we try and send a pull request, and this, is, this goes for developers as well, you know, whether it's designer or developer, but we, we, we try and send a pull request as early as possible, even if it's just a, a, a blank or a trivial commit to get the branch started. We send a pull request as early as possible so that the whole time as we're working, people are able to see the direction that we're headed and that there's a discussion happening the whole time. To me, that, that's what open design means. And it doesn't have to happen in a pull request, but I think a really good summary of, of this whole idea is, is actually in a, a blog post from Ryan Singer a while ago, where he talks about the idea that, you know, as, as designers, we often do most of our work in secret. And I think that comes from, actually, a lot, I think a lot of designers don't understand their own creative process as well as they should. And I think that as, as designers, as we kind of, come to understand our own creative process more, we eventually get to the point where we're comfortable putting our creative process out in the open for other people to see, even from the very start, when things aren't perfect, when ideas and suggestions are going to be, end up being silly. It's really difficult to, to do that as a designer, but I think that that's what designers should be aiming for, is to get to the point with their own process where they are confident enough in the process and are confident enough in their own ability that they don't mind putting something out there that's that's not perfect yet. That's something I aim for. There's still a long way I have to go on that, but I, I think that's really important to being a successful designer, certainly a successful product designer. Because for me, in, when it comes to product design, especially for things on the web, if you're doing your job right, you're not going to get recognition for your work. People aren't going to notice your work, right? It's going to be under the radar. If you're doing your job right, the people won't even realize they're using an interface. They're just going to go through this workflow. They're going to be taking the actions that make sense for them to take, but they're not actually going to realize that someone designed that. And, and it's really tricky to get to the point where you're getting out of the way to that degree. But I think that the only way to get there is to, is to be open about your design process as much as possible. Okay, everybody, my name is Aaron James Draplin. Just got done telling you about my whole life. Uh, the good, the bad, the gross, the ugly, the weird, the sinister, the awesome. And now you need to go to draplin.com and buy some killer merch. Draplin.com backslash merch and things that you need, right? Okay, you need to go there and look at this stuff. And then when you're done with that, you need to go to fieldnotesbrand.com and get some memo books. We'll ship them anywhere. If you're listening to this in Vienna, Austria, or Vienna... Illinois, hell, wherever that is, we will we'll ship them there too. Okay, fieldnotesbrand.com. You need these things. $9.95 for a three-pack. Would you pay for coffee today, right? Right, right? You need this stuff. So draplin.com, fieldnotesbrand.com. And uh, yeah, those are, the, those are the only two links you need in your life. There you go. How's the hiring, onboarding, and vetting process over at GitHub? Yeah, it's it's slowed down a lot. We were growing pretty fast for a while there, but we're still definitely expanding in a couple of areas where we need to keep scaling. You know, for the for the demand that keeps growing um, in areas like you know support and operations, there's the odd thing coming through. But we're we're uh, not growing our, our development organization much. Our, our onboarding experience has always been pretty good. I thought. I mean, 
I wrote about the onboarding and interviewing experience at GitHub on the GitHub blog a while ago. But you know, as, as things have grown since then, it's all got really complex. So one of the things we really wanted to do uh, now is take the opportunity, you know, while we're not growing this part of our company very fast, and build out some much more, you know, well-planned hiring and onboarding processes, so that when when we do look to bring people in, so they can really get up to speed quickly, because. There's so much going on at this company and it can be really overwhelming to join this team and you know, be under pressure to, to, to get productive quickly. It's, it's really daunting to kind of look at all of the work people are doing internally here and feel like you should be productive very quickly, but it, 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 there's a lot to take in and we, really, we, you know, we don't really have as good onboarding processes for that as we would like to have, but we're, we're, we're in the middle of correcting that. What's yeah. going to change, do you think? You know, I think it's just going to be much more structured. I think, you know, we really want people to have a really clear understanding of the history of the company and the history of the product and how it's evolved. Whereas that was never a formal part of the onboarding experience before, or at least when I, when I joined. I think also we've always had like a buddy system at GitHub where, you know, when someone comes in for their first week, they have, they have a buddy that is really their buddy uh, indefinitely. But that their buddy kind of works with them for the first week and helps show them around, helps get their computer set up. But, but then like after the first week, it, it can be really hard, especially if someone is working remotely, they go away from, from HQ and suddenly they're on their own. And just having more structure around, you know, reaffirming that buddy relationship over time and more structure around the, I guess, the drawn out onboarding experience over the, over the not just the first week, but the, the following month and the following six months and, and onwards, having a bit more structure around that is, is what we really want. It sounds like a week is not too much time. No, it's not. And I mean, we've always had kind of, you know, check-ins at different points after that. But I guess we just want more structure because the company is really a lot bigger than it used to be. And I think that what we had before was perfect for the size we were at. But like I said, like as it's grown, complexity is just is just shot right up. And I think the way to deal with that is is to really pay some pay some attention to a structure that, that's going to support the, the way the organization looks now. How are internships being handled at GitHub? Um, we have never really done a lot of uh, like internships or anything at GitHub. It's not been something that I think our organization is really set up to do very well. We would really like to do it, but we really just, like I said, we just don't have the structure in place to be able to do those things and have it be a good experience for the people we bring in to go through them. So we'd rather you know not do it until we have the ability to, to know we can do that and have it be a good experience for everyone. I really like the apprenticeship kind of model. I think mentoring is a really important part of what this industry needs, you know, it's helped me a lot as well, personally, but at GitHub, we're just not set up for it uh, right now. I think it'd be very, the, the thing with GitHub is that at the moment, it's really geared up for people to, people who are able to be really self-sufficient and self-motivating to do really well. And for someone who's, you know, maybe uh, coming in at a, at a lower level of experience, It can be really hard to know how to keep themselves motivated, how to choose what to work on. These things are really difficult things to do. A company like ours where there's so much going on, it's, it, it's not something that we, we think we can do a good job of yet. So we, have, we haven't done it much yet. That's not to say we're not going to in the future. So how did you land your job at GitHub then? <laughs> it's a long story, but the, I guess the, the summary of it is I, I, I guess I just sent an email. It wasn't a particular job opening or anything. My background is freelance, and I've been doing a lot of freelancing as well as consulting to um, to a few companies in, in the States. And 
I just I had always paid attention to what GitHub been, uh, you know had been doing, and and I loved the work they did, and I loved the 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 writing that a lot of the the writing and the talks and presentations that a lot of people at GitHub had given that I'd seen online. It always just gelled with me and the way I felt. You know, people should build products and build businesses, and and that really resonated with me. So I uh, I guess one day I just kind of wrote an email after reading you know a blog post that Kyle had actually written. You know, I just said what I loved about about the company. I said I'm not sure if you're hiring right now, but this is who I am and this is what I do. This is why I feel like I'd be a good fit. This is the kind of work that I've done in the past. I just kind of went through a lot of like my thoughts on it and sent it off. Thought I have no idea if this is gonna if anything's gonna come of this, but um, yeah, I ended up getting getting a response and. Long story short, I'm here. <laughs> so you never know what an email can do. What's GitHub's policy towards junior designers and junior developers? Does GitHub invest somehow in junior peeps uh, these days? The whole idea of junior positions isn't something that I think we're set up to do very well at GitHub. We have had, I think in the past, interns come in. I'm not sure if that's been an official position or an official title as such, but it's it's definitely been something that we've tried. But we've... Um, and the people have been great, but we've—I don't think we've done a very good job of it. So I, I think that the way the company is set up right now, I, I'm just not sure that doing that would be a good experience for everyone. I think a lot of it has to do with you know what what we tend to to look for when we hire people at GitHub is is people who are self-motivated, people who can can stay on task on their own and don't need someone to be looking over their shoulder and and constantly providing feedback. Feedback is like central to what we do, but it's it's really important that people can actually go like get, make a lot of progress on their own before they then seek that feedback even if they're seeking the feedback really early it's still important that they have something that is their forte so that if they're blocked on something they can be still uh, take it upon themselves to stay productive in other areas even if it's just fixing bugs or polishing existing things or, or you know even jumping across and doing a few support tickets it's really important that people have the ability to do that themselves and the experience to, to do that in a way that is um, you know up to scratch with with what we need at all at all times I think that uh, GitHub is definitely going to grow in the future as well, and it's something that we would love to be able to do well is is to have to, to be able to support internships or, or junior, more junior positions, but we're just not set up for it right now. Um, and that's 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 our loss because there's a lot of lot of really talented people there who uh, we're not really able to involve in in our product um, in our company. So that's something we're definitely interested in, but it's our, our main focus right now is is our product and and improving that as much as we can. But if we can do it in a way that, that we're sure will be a good experience for everyone, then we'll, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely look to do that in the future.